were close to quarter million ARR in revenue for that product. And, and we shut it down. This will either be the best decision we've ever made for this business or the worst. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I bring you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. In this episode, I'm joined by Colleen Schnettler, which a lot of you would have heard through her software social podcast, which she co-hosts with Michelle Hansen. Colleen has been on quite the journey over the past few years, going from years of contracting to launching her first product, Simple File Upload, then getting a large contracting gig with Hammerstone, landing a separate full-time job, and then quit three weeks later to rejoin Hammerstone as co-founder. Now Colleen is working on a product called Hello Query, a reporting tool for SQL queries, which has been accepted into a recent tiny seed batch. We talk about some of the challenges she's faced on this zigzagging journey, the decision to close down a successful product, and some of the serious downsides of being a solo founder. Before we talk about Colleen's epic story, it's sponsor time. If you've listened to the show before, you know that Email Octopus are longtime supporters of the show. They are an indie email marketing platform built to support other small growing businesses like yours. They are focused on affordability and ease of use, which is perfect when you're starting out as a bootstrapper. Email Octopus contains all of the features you need to reach and grow your audience. You can start today without paying a penny on their free plan where you can contact up to 2,500 subscribers. I don't think there's a better deal on the internet than that. To try out Email Octopus, head to emailoctopus.com or hit the link in the show notes. Let's get into this episode. Colleen, welcome to Indie Bites. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having me on today. Now, a lot of people will have heard your voice on the Software Social podcast. I know I listened to a bunch and it sort of started where you and your co-host, Michelle Hansen of Geocodio, were at very different stages. You sort of went into that without any product, pretty new to indie hacking, but had just sort of been self-taught as a Ruby developer. Why did you start that podcast? I'm a big believer in accountability. Mm. And so it was just many things lined up. Michelle and I used to be co-located in Arlington, Virginia, and I moved to California and she moved to Denmark. And so (laughs) it was challenging for us to stay in touch. And she had always been, you know, she's a very good friend of mine and someone who is so much further along in her business. And I was just trying to get something, anything off the ground, right? Mm -hmm. So we would get together and, you know, she's always drawing me that pain frequency graph when we evaluated ideas. We were having a great time. And so when we both moved, we thought, how can we keep this going? And so we started the podcast. And that podcast sort of saw your indie hacking journey through launching your first product and then what you went through with Hammerstone and now with Hello Query. Why did you sort of want to launch something, launch a product as someone who'd been contracting, I'm going to say successfully? For me, building products has always been the end goal. It's for a multitude of reasons. A lot of people say they want to build products for freedom, but I don't know that freedom is really the true answer because Mm. I work a lot more now than I did when I was just, you know, working a normal job or contracting. There's so there's freedom, but when you have to keep a service up 24 seven, I don't know that it feels freeing. (laughs) I think the truth is I just want to own my own destiny. I like to make, I mean, I joke about it with my co-founder now. I like to make all the decisions all the time. And also, I want to change my life financially in a meaningful way. I think that's sometimes overlooked, actually being in it for the money in the long term, because you can sometimes feel like if you're working for someone else and you're building products for them, if you're building equity for someone else and you're entrepreneurial minded, you feel like you could build something so much bigger if you applied that effort to your own thing. But it's sort of finding that thing that you 
want to do. So I think Software Social was a nice insight into your process of finding that thing. So tell me how Simple File Upload came about for you. So when I was contracting, it felt like every place I worked, everyone needed a file uploader. Like it's just something that almost every website needs. I built it for an events company, then I built it for a real estate company. And it's surprisingly painful to build a decent looking, you know, responsive file uploader because you got to hook up S3 every time and you want to put it behind, you know, you want to serve the files behind a CDN. You want them to be able to drag and drop. There's just all of these little pieces. None of them are hard separately, but, but as a package service, like it's kind of a pain. And so I kept running into that and Heroku has an ephemeral file system, which means that the dinos are always restarting, which means that if you don't store your files in cloud storage on Heroku, they will disappear. (laughs) And so Heroku seemed like a great place to launch a file uploader for that exact reason. Software Social was like such a big part of so so many indie hackers journey because you hear a lot of the two bootstrappers talking about their journey, but rarely is it you see two female indie hackers coming together for it and i think you really captured a lot of people especially those underrepresented female makers in the community but you did it for two years and uh at the start of this year you decided to sort of take a break from it indefinitely what why was it you wanted to do that and you can maybe sort of talk about what's coming up next in your story software social was just a phenomenal opportunity launching platform for me to launch Simple File Upload, to become kind of more well-known as someone who built in public. And I think, you know, I kind of unintentionally took the whole stair-stepping approach with, you know, learning to code, consultancy, a Heroku add-on, a podcast, and that got me in front of people who have a little bit of money, which then I think, I don't know, I never confirmed this, made it a little easier when I applied for Tiny Seed because they already had heard of me. Yeah. And so I think raising the money for Hello Query kind of put a nice cap on the journey. Like if you listen to Software Social those two years, it's like I have never launched a product in my life. I don't know what I'm doing to launching a product, to making some revenue, to getting a co-founder, to launching another product, to raising some funding. So it kind of felt mm-hmm. like a really nice closed loop. So the timing felt really good to stop doing that podcast. All right, let's move on in the chronology. So uh, talk to me about how the Hammerstone thing came about with Aaron. Yeah, the past couple of years really have been a whirlwind, <laughs> I do have to say. I was working as a Rails contractor, con- contract developer, and so Aaron had a company, Hammerstone, with another third co- another co-founder, and Aaron had built this product called Refine, which was a drop-in query builder for your Laravel applications. Mm -hmm. And he had a big enterprise-level customer come to him and say, we want this for Ruby on Rails, and we will pay your company to develop it. And so he hired me as a contractor to develop it. And I did. And it took... Uh, maybe eight months to a year. Like it was a pretty, it was a pretty involved process. And then the contract ended and I got a job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about three weeks, four weeks into this new job, which is going, it's lovely. I think the job was kind of a rest as a contractor, sometimes being a consultant and being more public. And of course I had the podcast and I was trying to be on Twitter. So people know who you are. You're speaking at conferences. It can be kind of exhausting. So I took this job to kind of rest. (laughs) And I'm three weeks into this job (laughs) and the 
customer comes to me directly and says, hey, this is cool, but we want all this other stuff. We have this vision for what this product can be, and we want you back. And I said, okay, can I just do that like nights and weekends? And they were like, no, like you have to come back <laughs> full time. And so I wasn't really trying to quit this job I had just started three weeks ago. It was a great situation, great boss, great team, very happy with it. And so I said, okay, I'll quit my job if I can be a full, like, equal partner in this business. Like, if I'm quitting my job to be in this as part of this business, I want to have an equal partnership. And so we negotiated, and that's what happened. I ended up quitting the job and coming into Hammerstone as an equal partner and then basically being full-time for that one enterprise customer to build out some more features for them. Ah, I see. And simple file upload at this point, how was that going? Or was that sort of on ice? At that point, it was kind of on ice. I mean, it was growing really slowly, but I wasn't putting a ton of work into it. I think I just saw this opportunity with Aaron to be so much bigger. Mm -hmm. And having done simple file upload by myself, the idea of having a co-founder was very, very appealing. Oh, okay. What didn't you like about being solo on your product? It's just exhausting. And it's mm-hmm. you don't have anyone to help you manage the emotional highs and lows. No one cares about it as much as you do. Mm. No one cares about file uploading as much as I do. Right? No <laughs> one wants to hear me talk about it. Like, what if we do this? What if we do this? What about this user experience? No one cares. And so it is the coolest thing to have another person. I mean, even now, a year later, I talk to my co-founder every single day. It is awesome to have someone go through that journey with you. I, I, I often think about this because I'm solo on my projects and I like suffer with loneliness a lot with like I'm the only one that like pushes me forward, e- even if it's with my contracting, with my products. It's, it's just me that's got to push it. And I never have like an equal partner to help help share that load. And I haven't been able to find anyone or a product that I can do that with yet. Let's move on to Hello Query, which is yes. essentially what you've gone into the tiny seed batch for. Talking about that product and why you think this is going to be big for you and why you sort of chose to go down that tiny seed route. So as I said, Simplify Alipoda was a great first product. I love it. But I want to do something bigger. And it mm. didn't feel kind of big enough. We are a reporting tool, essentially. So we, our tagline right now is the fastest way to get from SQL to CSV, but that is just kind of like the baby step. Eventually, it's going to be the fastest way that your customers can get custom reports. That's what we're growing towards. And one of the things you learn early, I think, and you can tell me if you've had this experience with your first product, you're like, oh, I'm going to charge $15 a month. It's so (laughs) much money, right? And then you realize, oh, no. I should be charging $300 a month, 400. Like, how do I build a product where I can charge hundreds of dollars a month? And, you know, Hello Query with this internal custom customer reporting, we're hearing from people that if I can add this entire feature where my customer can log into my application and build out their own custom reports, I can upcharge for that. So we have another good alignment where when our customers make money, we make money. There's just so much in this that feels really well aligned. It just feels really exciting. Like we're going to help our customers make more money by making their customers happier. Um, so when I when I messaged you to ask sort of some of the things we could talk about, you came up with two very interesting 
points, Colleen. And one of those was this sort of pivot you're going to or going through with Hammerstone and with your products and like almost deciding to potentially kill off a product or move away from a product that has been successful to focus on something else. So how have you sort of been approaching that hard decision? That was a hard one. Because the previous product was kind of working. I mean, I I don't know if I've said it publicly, but we were close to quarter million ARR in revenue for that product. And and we shut it down. As as I have said to Aaron, this will either be the best decision we've ever made for this business or the worst. But what we were learning is we were building a business we didn't want to work at. And that's not what I'm trying to do. Why was that? So... Because what we were really building is we were building a productized consulting product. Mm. The product was great, but what we were finding was companies would come in and they'd want the product, but they would also want all this custom work because they had, you know, everyone is, is has a special, unique situation. So what was happening is I was having to scale people as I was scaling revenue. So when I say I was, I just, you know, I'm, I'm hitting this specific number that wasn't just with me that was with a team of four and so we were finding that we can go down this path and i think it would have worked i mean i think that we could have made a multi-million dollar business off of that but like i said it was all it was like productized consulting so we were having to scale people we were having to scale the team at a, a similar pace to scaling these high value customers and that's not what we wanted to do it's ultimately just not the business model that we wanted to build. And it was really scary to make this pivot, but I'm feeling really good about it. What I'm sort of noticing about you, sort of thinking of your journey, is you're not afraid to make a big decision, a big change, when you're not going in the direction that you want to go, or maybe the direction that you once wanted to go in, your opinion has now changed and you now want to go down this route. And I think for a happy, fulfilling life and enjoying what you're working on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think it's obviously, as I said earlier, like part of this is because I want to change my financial future, mm-hmm. but I could also just go get a job and make a lot of money. So, so there has to be this alignment between me being happy and me building the kind of business I want to build. You know, a lot of people will say they just want to hit 10K MRR. Like, that's not what I'm doing this. If I mm. want 10K MRR, I'll just go get a job. Like, I just, <laughs> you know, it's like everyone's favorite joke, but it's also true. You just have to decide what you want. And I think your, your other point is valid. I think as you get further into this, you refine what you want. Like you refine the kind of business you want to build, what kind of, like what you're shooting for. I think all of that just changes as we grow and change as individuals. Colleen, thank you so much for coming on Indie Bites and telling me a little bit about your story. Now, I end every episode on three recommendations, a book, mm-hmm. a podcast, and an indie hacker. A book, The Momtast, a podcast, Bootstrap Web, an indie hacker, Corey Haynes fantastic Colleen thank you so much for those recommendations appreciate you joining me on the pod it was great to be here thank you for having me thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Bites with Colleen Schnettler to show you support for the show I'd appreciate you checking out the sponsor email octopus and subscribe to my newsletter the Indie Bite all links are in the show notes as usual see you in the next episode